dream big dreams. I didn't choose to be here, you didn't choose to be here. The fact of the matter is that we were chosen. So what is the music that's in your heart? Why are you here? Find your unique gifts and find a way to monetize that. The man or woman who won't control his or her finances won't control anything else. So, Roland, if we lived a normal life, and what is a normal life? 74, 78 years on Earth, you do the calculus. That's 29 to 30,000 days on Earth. That's all you get, 29 to 30,000 days. Time is not running out, but your life is, and the key entrepreneurial question is, what are you gonna do with the rest of the life that you have left? Prosperity begins in the mind, but ends in the person. Damn it, a burning desire is an inner candle, an inner flame that cannot be extinguished. And though the worst may go before you, the doubters may come, the cynics may come, and the doubters and cynics were there for me. The non-achievers, unbelievers, all the people who will scoff at you, all the people who will ridicule you, all the people will ever laugh at you, you will use their doubt, you will use their cynicism to propel you forward. This is Dr. Dennis Kimbrough. And this is the Money Mind Podcast. So it has been, I would say, eight months now that we started this conversation where we said I kind of came into your office just as nervous as I probably am today (laughs) and said, hey, what do you think about this, Dr. Kimbrough? I want to do a podcast with you. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought you would look at me like, who is this? special person. <laughs> Did I have class that day? I was in a suit that day. You so were class. in a suit. Yeah. You were in a suit. I was probably dragging too, man. <laughs> I think you had just finished class. And uh-huh. as we were there, a student came in. We had to stop a little bit because you're always helpful okay. for your students. So yeah. I'm wondering if the, what is that like? I mean, during the virtual pieces, are they do they get all of the Dr. Kimbrough? Oh, I, yeah, I get hit up all the doctor. I get emails, I get texts, I get, because they have all my information, and I tell them, I'm like 7-Eleven, I never close, I don't care what, I mean, if, if they respect my time, I'll, you know, just go ahead and answer the call, but, uh, yeah, you, you gotta be available in, yeah. in this day and age, so, um, remote is gonna be with us for a while. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's probably for all of our safety, um, so it's not really necessarily a bad thing, but, I, I, you know, I do miss people sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so it's like, you know, you can't get together in the same capacity, oh, without especially a doubt. when you're a very social person, you know, without a doubt. And yeah, you got to be careful. But uh, I certainly agree. I'm one of those uh, individuals that sort of, you know, flocks to the crowd and I'm involved with a lot of things and a lot of people, too. So but like I shared with you before, this is my third pandemic and we will get over this. Third pandemic? I remember vividly, I was a a tiny little guy when I had my polio shot. And I remember my mother, uh, I was down at the Board of Health, and I remember kids crying and, you know, men in white coats with big needles. So, (laughs) and I got the scar on my arm to prove it. And then my second pandemic was tuberculosis. Yeah. Okay. And at that time, they gave parents a choice, either you take a child down to the Board of Health or we will bring in healthcare professionals into the school and inoculate your child in the school. And my parents opted for me to get it in the school. And my name was called and I marched down to the nurse's office. And back in that day, 
you know, a school nurse was really a nurse and dressed like a nurse and all the whites with the white hosiery right, and the stiff hat Little and hat. everything. And it looked like a real doctor's office when you went in there. So I got inoculated there and now I'm here. So I'm here to say that we will overcome this. Oh, absolutely. I think we will overcome. I mean, I think people, the human condition is in general oh, yeah. resilient. So oh, yeah. it has, there has to be another way. Like there will be another way and we will. Normal may never be the same. So like, don't think of it. I think this is what I'm always telling people. Don't think of it as when we'll get back to normal. Mm-hmm. When will our, our new normal be a better normal? One that we like more. Mm-hmm. Because we might not really yeah. go back to the same exact things. I mean, one of the things that I'm learning as an entrepreneur is that I can get a lot of work done with 10 Zooms a day. <laughs> oh, which yeah. I don't know oh, that yeah. I could go to 10 appointments in a day previously. Yep. So. Yep. I, I think what it's making people is making the folks, particularly entrepreneurs, more time sensitive and time conscious. Mm-hmm. And it's forcing them to expand their zone of ignorance. In other words, you got to learn something new in this environment. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've heard me say what entrepreneurs need now. Number one, you got to find a way to digitize your business. If you right. can't digitize that particular business, maybe you're in the wrong business. And number two, networking is not only the critical skill, but networking is the capital of this century right now. It is the currency of this capital. So you may not know what you might need to do in this particular field where you're going to place yourself in that environment where you get those critical skills. You know, one of my favorite quotes from W.B. Du Bois is he, he would always say, Paideia, Paideia, always Paideia. Well, Paideia is a Greek term, and what does it mean? It means learning, it means inquisition, it means education, it means wisdom, it means knowledge, taking in the information. Mm-hmm. So that's where we are right now. This might be the this might not be the new normal. We will get over this, but we are going to be in this environment for a while. Right. And, you know, that's the interesting thing about, you know, when I talk about six months ago as having, or six to eight months at this point, having a conversation with regards to what can we do with this podcast that would be different. I think one of the main Mm -hmm. things I came to you about is we're not having enough of the wealth conversation in the black community. No, we don't. And And I I shared that today. We still don't. I mean, just, just imagine where we are right now. I mean, 30 years, next year, 30 years since the advent of my first book. And now I'm getting a phone call from the Napoleon Hill Foundation. You need to come up with round two because folks are out there. Well, why doesn't somebody else come up with round two? I mean, you walk, we, we, now we can't mentally walk into any bookstore, go online, Amazon, you know, uh, Barnes & Noble, whatever, and go to the business section and there's just it just reams of, of volumes on that particular discipline well what happens in the black community so i mean you hit the proverbial nail on the head we've got to be able to chronicle the deliberations of our wealth creators right got to and who does that better than you that's why I well i'm you. just saying you know i yeah because i guess i got a high degree of inquisition but the fact of the matter is i mean you got nine black billionaires right now you know, so where are the books on how they did it? Uh, where's the information? Where's the podcast? I mean, how you know, and that's where we have to be, this constant learning. I remember I had a focus group, and I don't know if the focus group was in Omaha or whether it was in Atlanta. 
Um, and I asked a millionaire, one of the one of the millionaires who was in the focus group that I had. I said, "So, how did you build your business? How did you build your empire?" And he looked at me matter of factly, like, "Son, where have you been?" I just outread the other guy. Mm-hmm. You know that just knowledge base, attitude, and mindset. So, you know, this isn't a book, but this podcast is going to be a mental book. We're going to give information, hopefully on a weekly basis, and key takeaways. I mean, if, if we don't have key takeaways in there, mm-hmm. I mean, we're not we're not doing our job. Information, tangible information, that I don't care whether you're an entrepreneur or a corporate climber or somebody that's just trying to, you know, generate wealth or whatever, can take right now, apply it. Because, I mean, you got to take action, you got to get the information, and you got to take action and apply it to change your life, certainly in a, in a positive way. And, you know, and that's really what I want us to really talk about in mm-hmm. this podcast as we uncover and unpack, you know, mm-hmm. the, the success of other uh, black people that have achieved any type of success, but also specifically specifically wealth how do they get there and what is it that they should be the next generation should be doing now to follow that Mm -hmm. where are they reading about this what can they learn if they're not reading can they at least turn on the podcast and hear some information that's might not get them all the way there but to the next week so they can keep going and be encouraged and understand really that there is an opportunity for them i work with a lot of young people sometimes that they don't even feel like there's an opportunity for them to achieve generational mm-hmm. wealth in this lifetime or any type of wealth. Forget trying to t- attack the next generation mm-hmm. just for themselves. Well, they may be true based on their mindset. If they believe that, you know, they don't have an opportunity for it, it's, you know, not so much your thoughts, but your beliefs that will really define your life. So if you believe that there's no chance for you, then you might need to change your mindset in order to overcome that. But for those in, uh, individuals who are seeking, who are hungry for knowledge, who want to know, who have a hunger for that information, mm-hmm. those are the individuals that you know. I hope that we will go after and we would immediately connect with. Mm-hmm. Because you know, I'm going to throw the ask out there and I want a place, just like I do in my classroom, the best and the brightest in front of my potential subscribers. Yeah, absolutely. And then what would you say that in the conversation of wealth achievement, mindset is important. What's the next thing that's important? Oh, is yeah. it resources yeah, a, or resourcefulness? Yeah, yeah, One of your things that, that yeah, I like. But yeah, mindset <laughs> is key. But with mindset, there are three other steps. So you got soul set, you got health set, and you got heart set. Heart set, what are you passionate about? Right. Do you even know your area of excellence, as I shared uh, a number of times? Health set, it takes energy. There are 10 different forms of wealth, and the number 10 form of wealth is charisma and energy. It takes energy to go ahead and chase your dream. It takes energy to watch the masses and go the other way. It takes energy to get up at the 4 o'clock in the morning because of something that you need to do. So um, those are the four critical aspects of it, and we are in a prime location, Jillian. First of all, we're here in Atlanta. Um, you were with me on the other podcast and just the perks that we have here in Atlanta, just the, the black excellence and talent mm-hmm. that's here that we know of 
and yet the untapped, those who are behind the scenes, ready to come forth, who are who are rooting and, and coming through the dirt and blossoming before our very eyes that, you know, where other folks would wait 10 years before we, oh, wow, man. But here we are in Atlanta and we see the roots right now. We know if these folks keep doing what they're doing, where they're going to be in five, 10 years, and we can tap into them right now. Right. You know, like when I closed my, my last class out with Take a Millionaire to Lunch, and yeah, we know the folks who are, um, you know, who, who've been out there and name recognition, they got that brand and everything. But here in Atlanta, I've been able to just by being in the right place at the right time, tap into folks that we wouldn't know but are doing vast things and broad things and who have crossed already that seven figure threshold. Right, yeah. Okay. Like I had um, Malik Teal from Curlbox speaking to my class. People outside of Atlanta may not know Malik Teal. And so I've had um, uh, Pinky Cole <laughs> speak in my class. But a, a number of folks, a number of entrepreneurs where the, the brand has yet to catch up with their dreams outside of the Atlanta area. And I can just see grass and big things that they're doing right now and all of them millionaires. Well, and that's the thing. Some of those people that you just named are, yep. in some cases, known better oh, yeah. outside of Atlanta. Oh, yeah. Um, now, oh, yeah. now, I wouldn't say you can call as much because yeah. everybody is trying to go to her yeah. spot, right? Yep. You know, so. Yep. But then, like, but like Malik, I definitely think that she is one of those people yes. that lots of people know her. And yep. She's well known. She spoke. I've seen her speak on several mm -hmm. different platforms outside of the Atlanta area. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm sure she gives yes. you know heavy uh -huh. stuff around here too. But so one of the things I think we don't see is what's in our own backyard sometimes. Exactly. Because we take Atlanta for granted. Yeah. The, I, one of the things I always notice about the women and black women, especially here in mm -hmm. Atlanta. Very educated. Oh yes. <laughs> like very uh like on yep. they know what they want to do. They mm -hmm. have a plan and they're going forward. And everybody's in their own little lane sometimes. We yep. forget to do the collaboration. Yep. How much do you think collaboration is important oh, to the wealth it, conversation? Yeah, it's extremely important. You know, my dear friend George Fraser talked about why do we need 50 million janitorial supply companies? Why do we need 50 million beauty supply companies? You know, mm -hmm. uh, now that may, you know, obviate the fact that I'm not telling you to sell your business and join partnership, but think of areas where you can collaborate with somebody else to shorten your journey on the road to entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, other ethnic groups do it all the time. So, yeah that'll be a certain index that we will talk about on our podcast you know do what other groups have done um my mind goes back to you may not be able to you know some entrepreneurs may not be able to secure the capital and financing to launch their business well what do other groups do i don't care if you look at jewish americans i don't care if you look at west indians i don't care if you look at asian americans they have their own internal, you know, financial controls and financial tools to help somebody launch a start. Again, going back to collaboration, that'll be one of the areas. But going back to the heart of this podcast, I want to go after the best and the brightest. I want to go after those on the cutting edge and those who are searching for the cutting edge, right. you know, to give people hope, to give people, uh, you know, to give uh, potential subscribers, you know, the inspiration. 
because my mind and you know my career is wrapped around who is who is the most dangerous individual in the room any man or woman without hope and who is the most pitiful individual in the room any man or woman with sight but no vision that's got to be the centerpiece of the, that's got to be a, a driver of what this podcast is all about absolutely and so when we talk about that vision and what we see here obviously we want to talk to the top Mm-hmm. You know, um, achievers of the nation that are that look like us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and it's no knock against anyone else. Anybody can learn something from yes. this podcast. Yes, I want to be very clear on that. But mm-hmm. this is kind of a roadmap yep. for those people that have been left out of that conversation. Mm-hmm. And so, if we're going to have that conversation, I think one of the things we got to think about is simply who are those people. So, who should mm-hmm. we look forward to? Mm-hmm. Well, we know all the folks, all the heavy hitters and everything, but um, I got my own mental list of about 50 or 60 <laughs> folks that I'm going to go after. <laughs> we might get another book And we podcast. are going to surprise all the folks who tune into this podcast who will be on the other side of, uh, you know, whatever technology you're going to be using at the time. Yeah. To go ahead, to, to, to inspire you, to give you that step, to give you that push that you need to go in order to, you know, make your dreams come true. So one of the other fun things that we've done along this journey of trying to get to this day is picking out a name. Talk to me a little bit about why we settled on the money mind. Now, I know why we settled on the okay. money mind, but tell the people out there why we settled on the money mind. Well, to number one, to fill an obvious void. And folks may say, well, there are 50 million podcasts out there that speak on this and everything. Well, th- this podcast, we're going after folks that may be of a different profile, that may be of a different ethnicity and different culture, or that may have been exposed or they have confronted hurdles and obstacles that other groups may not have done. So uh, there'll be enough bites on the apple for anybody. So that that's first and foremost. Number two, it always helps if you're going, you're struggling, and you're you know, you're walking down a path and the individual who has walked down the same path is sort of like you, may have come from the same background, may have come from the same neighborhood, the same city, the same state, whatever. People ask me all the time, what is the difference between thinking grow rich or black choice and the regular thinking grow? I said absolutely nothing but the profile. Everything else stays the same. And you'll be amazed that the nerve that that profile will hit. You can tell them the same information. All right. So Napoleon Hill had 17 principles for success. And there are 12 in Think and Grow Rich or Black Choice. And they sort of marry and merge. You know, they say, oh, that sounds alike. He say, he talks about positive mental attitude. I talk about right mental attitude. Mm-hmm. Um he talks about the, you know, the power overcoming, and I talk about the power persistency. So, you know, there are some connections, but what is the inherent, what is the innate difference? The profiles. Yeah. It's one thing to tell you what Jeff Bezos did. It's another thing to tell you what John Johnson did. Okay? Right. And the relatability. Oh, without yeah. Yeah. a doubt. And that connects. Yeah. And I'm- that Connects. Now, was it? I get because I love both of your books, mm-hmm. <laughs> Think and Grow Rich, A Black Choice, as well as The Wealth Choice. I, mm-hmm. I might even like The Wealth Choice a little bit more. But don't tell anybody I said that. Okay, <laughs> we just told everybody. So, um, but The Wealth Choice. My publisher I, didn't hear that. <laughs> <laughs> I forget which one it is where you talk about Kathy Hughes. 
Oh, Kathy. Yeah, Kathy Hughes is in the Wealth Choice. The Wealth Choice, that's what I got. But I'm going to tell you something. You ready for this? Yeah, hit me with it. I interviewed Kathy Hughes for Thinking of Richard Black Choice. Oh, really? And I kept her story. Why? And I'm not going to be disingenuous. I'm going to tell you the truth. The reason why I kept her story, I really didn't keep her story, because I wrote a business case that I used at Clark Atlanta <laughs> on Kathy uh... Hughes. <laughs> so I got... Plenty of miles out of the out of the Kathy's because I spent two days with her. Yeah. And I said, yeah, um, yeah, I think I want a business case because the business case would be pretty lengthy rather than just giving the snippet in the book. Now, when you go to the Wealth Choice, I have a lengthy profile on her, and I I updated. You know, I looked at my case that I wrote because the case that I wrote on her that I used um, for my MBAs is about nine pages. Mm-hmm. So you know. I, heavy on the financials that I would never put in a book mm-hmm. and, and things of that matter. But, but the yeah. way you tell her story, um, the single mom sleeping in the radio station, and I don't have to tell you, Dr. Kimmer, you know I come from a background of radio, obviously. Yep. Um, I actually worked for one of her stations mm-hmm. <laughs> um, most recently, actually, a couple years ago. Yep. Um, so, you know, it really resonated with me. So I do think I exactly what you're saying. The profiles make a difference. Exactly. Like when I now I've read Think and Grow Rich a couple times too, and, mm-hmm. and listened to it probably even more. But when I listen to Think and Grow Rich, Black Choice or The Wealth Choice, my heart just burns differently. Yeah. <laughs> because it sounds achievable now. Yeah. And I mean, and then it doesn't hurt that you're a great mm-hmm. writer, <laughs> and mm-hmm. your your conversation is motivational. Yeah. And it'd be hard to read that book and not feel different about your life. Yeah. Um, in fact, if there's someone listening to us that has not read that book. And that's the same that energy <laughs> and passion. Uh, that's, that, that's the same mission that I had when I wrote that book that I'm bringing to this podcast. Yeah. And, you know, another question, you know, I guess when I realized, when they told me, the Napoleon Hill Foundation, they said, we want you to write this book, not so much for this generation, but for future generations. I had to change my writing style. Mm-hmm. You know, I had to change the writing style with someone, like I said, okay, so now we're going to the 30th year. Here's somebody who read it who was a baby boomer. Now here's somebody who's a millennial. There's got to be food on the page for both of them. You can't be stuck in one particular lane, one particular time frame. So... That is that same mindset that I want to bring to this podcast. So uh, I'm excited about it. Um, I want it to be a difference maker. But um, I want people to tune in and to set the clocks Mm -hmm. and to say, this is the the one hour of the week that I'm going to get food for my journey. Yeah. The Bible says we can't live by bread alone. What in the world does that mean? That means you got to have a why. You know, never do it for the money. If you try to do it for the money, the money won't sustain you. Never do it for any type of amenities. Well, I want the car, I want the clothes, I want the house. You can't do it for that. Why? Don't you ever love something that can't love you back. Right. So this is food for the journey. This is an aha moment. Hopefully we'll have 50 million epiphanies come out of this because as I'm speaking in this mic, I'm thinking about my interview that I had with Damon John when he talked about creativity and he talked about innovation. And that's the type of passion that I want to bring to this podcast. And I'm looking forward to that because I think that that's one of the things. This is literally an opportunity to put your book 
on what I think of as on air. And it's probably unfair for me to say that because, like I said, I've sold radio for years and probably that's just natural for me to say, let's mm-hmm. put that on the air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but you know, I don't really get that many choices in the sales department of the radio mm-hmm. station. That's a programming feature. But mm-hmm. in this process, we actually get to say, here's Dr. Kimbrough telling you what he writes in his books with mm-hmm. a more in-depth story and more recent stories. So I'm really looking forward to that. We'll have a lot of fun. I promise you, you, you JW. Yep. And um, now, what do you think it'll be like being on the other side of the mic? A lot of people will interview you. Well, yeah, people will see what I do for a living. Yeah, because that's what they you will do. see. They'll hear me ask the questions. Uh, I, I won't have my tape recorder. I won't have my legal pad taking down notes, whatever. Um, but they will see how I go about my business. And it's just like when I, okay, so we are in an electoral, you know, process right now and I'm looking at all the talk shows and my wife knows where she's looking at the, who's being interviewed. I'm looking at who's doing the interview Uh and I'm looking at all the Pulitzer Prize, uh, you know, writers and this and that. And I'm saying, Pat, man, he got that interview and this, that and everything. She said, well, you need to go ahead and, you know, she gives me a shopping list of everything that I need to do. And I'm a good listener. I pride myself in being a good listener. So, yeah, people will get a chance to see what I really do for a living. Okay. Well, I'm really looking forward to it. This has so actually I. been, I, I mean, really, it's like a dream come true for me. I was yep. walking around before the day I even came to your office saying, I really wish I could ask Dr. Kimbrough to do a podcast with It's me. an idea whose time has come. <laughs> idea, and now and I, And here. I admire you, Jill. <laughs> You know, Thank for you. having the gumption <laughs> and just walk in there and say, first of all, I said, now who is this young lady right here? <laughs> Lots of people say that about me, but I remember I told you I was a salesperson. So, uh, yeah, I walk into a lot of rooms where people don't know me. Yep. So I'm looking forward to every bit of this, though, and I'm very excited. And I want to say thank you. Uh, and I want to say thank you for, <laughs> you know, uh, busting into my life. <laughs> Yes, this will forever be that moment where I will just feel like, yes, I can't even believe I did it. I'll fan out yep. a little bit. and yep. um, But I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to providing great content. Yeah, yep. Content is king. We're all taught that in journalism. Mm-hmm. And so um, this is it. So welcome to Money Mind. Welcome to Money Mind. <laughs> Money Mind is finally birthed, man. Wow, pop some bottles. <laughs> this is Dr. Dennis Kimbrough. Tune in every week to my new podcast, Money Mind, wherever you listen to podcasts.